going. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the night! Ah. Uh-huh. Night! On your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there. Uh, welcome to the Knights of Nerdtude, a uh, nerd podcast about everything uh, nerd. Uh, I'm your host today, nerdy Sean. Nerd, nerd. Yeah, nerdy nerd nerd. I'm your host, Sean. I'm here with Sam. And on our con pod, you know, Skype line, we've got. It's one small step for a podcast. One giant, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's John. And uh, Sam, where's Chris? Chris this week um, is dead. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you went so more. He's he's going to come back from the grave and be like. Yeah, he does that. He's going to come on the show and just bitch you out, Sam. He's like Solomon Grundy. <laughs> he is risen. So, uh. Well, to everybody out there, if uh, you have any ideas of where Chris might be, uh, send it uh, to uh, knightsofnerditude at gmail.com or uh, com- send us a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash knightsofnerditude. Uh, and while you're there, you can also answer the Star Wars trivia. Boom. Look at that segue. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but professional segues here. So wish. Um, okay. So last week's question was what does Obi-Wan Kenobi take after he de- defeats Anakin Skywalker on Mustafar? Sam? Uh, I take some, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Wampum. Olivera. No, not Olivera. Olivera? Ah, fuck it. I just screwed up this joke. Yeah, you did. The cream stuff for Burns. Aloe vera? Aloe vera, yeah. John, did you say Wampa? I said Wampum. Oh, okay. Uh, Richard said Advil. Uh, all really great guesses, uh, but the correct answer is Anakin's lightsaber. Ah, right, yeah. How, how much do you bet that was just written in because someone reminded uh, Lucas that he has Anakin's lightsaber in New Hope? Uh, I give it 92%. All right. Because he always, like, very man- like matter-of-factly, like, just like, oh, hey, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in the movie. Like, it's almost like Obi-Wan forgets he's supposed to yeah, do it. Like, yeah. Like, everyone forgot but Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Ewan exactly. McGregor was the only one who's like, like, wait a minute. I need to take the, the lightsaber. <laughs> Am I the only one who's seen the next movie? I mean, um, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine, by the way, just because... You know, we're going to talk about First Man, so it's obviously like biopic and whatever. So I'm sure Gosling had to get deep into Neil Armstrong and shit. I just imagine like, uh, oh, God, we just talked about his name. Uh, Hugh McGregor. Yeah. Just like watching like New Hope and like Empire like over and over and over again for the Obi-Wan scenes. (laughs) And then like when Lucas tries to tell him like, oh, no, you got to do this. He'd be like, Juan wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so this week's question. um, Who decides to hide Padme Amidala's twins, Luke and Leia, from the Sith? That is this week's question, and I believe, don't quote me on this, 
This might be our last episode three trivia question. God, I hope so. We're almost at the end. Like, yeah. What are we uh, moving on to? Force Awakens, Sam. Oh, okay. It's going to go Force Awakens and then um, uh, Rogue One are okay. the last two movies. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anything for um, the new... It, well, none for Solo because this was a calendar for this year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, was it the the Last Jedi? I I doubt there's any trivia for that because it wasn't out yet when this these things were in store. So that makes that's my reasoning. Um. So yeah, like I said before, Facebook.com/slash Knights of Nerditude. Answer the trivia questions. Um. I just have to say, uh, I did tag Mustafar the planet. And you know what, Mustafar, you've got a lot of explaining to you do. They didn't respond? Did you know what? Which makes me mad because Geonosis responds. Well, you know, Geonosis is a nice planet, you know? His mom his mama raised him nice. That's true. It has a terrible bug infle- infection though. Um <laughs> So Oh, okay. Well, uh moving on. Uh, so today's episode, we've got a couple little things in the beginning, and then like John uh, mentioned, uh, First Man, uh, John and Sam watched that, uh, so we will discuss that. But first of all, you know, I want to deal with some news, um, some sad news in the MCU today, um, or over the past week. Um, Iron Fist has been canceled on Netflix after two seasons. No. How bummed are you guys? I haven't even watched a full episode. <laughs> I watched the first season while I was sick. That was fun. <laughs> Is it what made you sick? or No, I was just like, I was so sick. Like I had like 103 temperature, and I was like, oh, I can barely stay awake. Iron Fist it is. <laughs> I just plowed through that. That'll put me to sleep. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep like several times. I didn't miss anything. Um, I know Chris has been watching season two, um, all the power to him. Um, I don't even think I'll give season two a look. I'm just like, I was so done with this show. Um, but good thing. I mean, we don't have to worry about it. Apparently he shows up in Luke Cage, which is kind of good because Power Man and the Iron Fist. Um, maybe that's where Finn, was it Finn Jones? His Iron Fist character is going to still be in the MCU, which I would not oppose. I just feel like an Iron Fist show is just stupid. Not much you can do there with a character, especially one as poorly written as this one. So I, I just have no feelings because I watched five minutes of it, saw that first fight, and went, well, if you're not going to try, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the good, speaking of fights, on the good uh, side of things, um, Daredevil comes out this weekend. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil always has some great fights, and they're hinting at, first of all, um, the Kingpin's coming back as a villain. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. It looks like he's got a big presence in this season, and as well as his cop informant guy, um, who is being hinted at. So he's the uh, the quote other Daredevil, so Daredevil versus Daredevil, 
which people are like, wait a minute, because if you watch in it, he throws shit and it's on point. It's on target every time he throws something. Uh. So people are like, wait a minute. I think this is bullseye. And I'm with people like I'm like, they might introduce bullseye in the season. So that makes me happy. I'm I'm quite excited for that. <laughs> um, all the previous, I mean, more uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin because I loved his character in season one. They, he really wasn't in season two, so I'm happy he's back and out of prison. And it looks like he's going for Mayor Fisk, which, if you know from the comics, he becomes mayor of New York City. Uh-huh. So. That would be kind of cool. Anyways, so, John, any thoughts on uh, Iron Fist being canceled? Bro, I didn't even watch The Defenders, so. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. As I stated a few weeks ago, I'm I, I'm feeling the, f- like, superhero fatigue on TV. Like I, I'm glad, like, they weren't just like, well, we got to keep putting it out. Yeah. yeah. At least they, they acknowledge, like, okay, this isn't working. Like... We gave it a sh- two shots. It's just not good. So, scrap it. So he's not the immortal Iron Fist. Uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Miss, I don't know. Maybe he shows up in Infinity War Part 2. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I just want to see Luke Cage punch an alien. I just want to see the Defenders in, you know, t- in the movie. That'd I, be, I doubt that'd, it. No, I know, but, like, it's not off the table. Like, recently they said it's not off the table. So it's like, if they're going to do it in a movie, this is it. Because this is literally it. You know, Captain America said goodbye. Well, we don't know. No, well, okay. Yeah, we had that tweet. We had that tweet. He's been interviewed many times. It basically sounds like he's done. He said that's not what he was talking about. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Um, anyways. It's not like they have a backup Captain America. Oh, wait. Or two. <laughs> Who's the other one? Who are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, Falcon. Oh, Bucky also uh, becomes Captain America oh, in the okay. comics. So they have two backups. And, uh, you know, Bucky ha- is signed on for like four more movies or something like that. Or three more movies after this one, I think. So... Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. So the other bit of news that I wanted to get into is uh, if you've been, oh, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you've heard about the whole like Roseanne scandal with ABC. And I don't need to get into it, but uh, things were said and characters were killed off of TV shows because of things being said. Um, so I watched the revival of Roseanne. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I stuck with it until she had to ruin things and make me miss the se- uh, season finale, which just so happened to sort of be the series finale. Because after she dropped that bombshell of a tweet, her show was taken off. Everything. Yeah. Couldn't watch it, which I was pissed because I watch it that way. Um, so I was like, screw you, Roseanne. You could have waited a week. Just let me watch that final episode. Um uh, a lot of people are like, eh, like at this point, we're almost a year later, and people are like, eh, maybe ABC jumped the gun on this. Maybe I could care less. 
So I sat down and I watched the Connors because I really wanted to. Um, because, you know, I really liked the show to begin with, which didn't know this until today because uh, before we, we hopped on the air, um, I was watching Norm MacDonald has a show and he was yes. talking to uh, Drew Barrymore and he mentioned, I never knew this, uh, Norm MacDonald was a writer for Roseanne, the original oh, yeah. run. I had no idea. I think he came, yeah, he came back to, uh, I think, work on the reboot. Really? I, that I didn't know either. Uh, I know Wanda Sykes was uh, one of the head writers for the reboot. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So they, they had some big names in the writing department. Um, but, yeah, so I, I sat down, and it was like, it literally opens three weeks after her funeral. So it's not like she dies, and it's like immediate. It's like time has passed. Which is okay. Um, so we can just really r- brush this under the rug as quickly as possible. Well, th- the whole episode pretty much was them finding their place after her death. Um, like, was it Lori Strobe? Is that her? The the actress who plays uh, Jackie? She was in um, your your movie there. Uh, the the oh, uh, Lady Bird. Yeah, Lady Bird. I was like that bird movie. Um, she like, so she was like, so, you know, trying to cope with her death yeah. wh- while becoming like the matriarch of the family, um, and whatnot. And basically every character that's been on the show, minus the eldest daughter's ex husband, boyfriend, who is probably going to rejoin the show once, uh, the, uh, big, big bang, bang theory. Yeah, once that uh, is done, he's probably going to hop on back onto the show. He did have an appearance. Is that the catchphrase they all say? I'm just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, John, it's bang, bang. Um, No, they always say, and that's my theory. (laughs) I got loads of laughs on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, everybody but him basically was back for this first episode, um, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, very touching moments at times, um, mixed in with humor, obviously. Um, but after watching the show, um, I, I mean, because of the, the somber tone of the episode, yeah, it wasn't as funny, but I'm sticking with it. I like, it was still pretty funny. Like I laughed a lot. Uh, John Goodman's hysterical. He was in the revival. He is in this. Like, I love his character. Um, the only thing that I noticed, as, like, I noticed it in the revival. I definitely noticed it in this episode. Um, he's starting to, like, slur his speech. I, I kind of noticed it in, uh, was it 31 Cloverfield Lane? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, he's getting old. I know. He, well, it's, he's not only getting old, but he lost a ton of weight, too. Yeah. Um, so... You know, it, it, it's just kind of, like, weird seeing this actor that, like, I think of, like, when I think John Goodman, I think Big Lebowski John Goodman. Like, right. you know. I it, think Blues Brothers 2000. You would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm sticking with the show. I, I still think it's got its uh, comedic elements, and I'm very interested in seeing where they're going with season two. Because obviously the whole season can't be about Roseanne's death. 
Because if you spend a whole season oh, dealing with that. Oh, they are not going to linger on But that. what if it yeah. was? Oh, my God. If it was. What if it became I, a whodunit? <laughs> uh, well, no. They, so they, they very briefly, not briefly, but this this episode was about her death. So um, really early on, uh, they they get a phone. Uh, Laurie Strobe's character, uh, Jackie, who's a former cop, gets a phone call from the coroner's office, like a friend from the coroner's office. And explained that she died of an opioid overdose, which they touched which upon. Which is just like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, in the revival, um, Roseanne was suffering from opioid addiction. That was one of the issues that developed over the series. And season two was supposed to deal with her addiction and getting help. Um, so rather yeah. than the getting help part, they were just like, nope, that's what caused it. So it's kind of like it. It, it kind of like tied the two seasons together, kind of thing, because uh, she was like hiding the things all around the house. Nobody had any idea. Um, and then now, you know, three weeks later, they're finding all of her stashes and everything. And there's a lot of drama, but I'm I'm fairly certain they're going to move on, which will yeah. be nice for this show. But uh, yeah, if uh, if you want a good laugh, the Connors is back. So, yeah. I'm well, in, in similar news, I <laughs> happened to randomly be at my parents' house for the first episode of Last Man Standing resurrected on Fox, oh, which God. we won't talk about, but, you know. Uh, was it laugh out loud funny, John? No, I mean, Tim Allen's always like, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Like, like some good stuff, some that's like, eh. Mm. Um... Yeah. One thing was funny is they had to recast like one of the. She has like three daughters. Oh yeah, yeah. One of them didn't come back, I guess. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just a weird vibe being like, well, this person's different. Yeah. (laughs) It always hurts uh, sitcoms in the long run when they recast like that that far into the show. Right. It usually shows that they're like on their last leg, kind of thing. Yeah, or, like, kids they'll do. Like, this was, like, you know, someone who was, like, in their 20s, you know? Yeah. Um, question. So, uh, this this uh, was brought up. Um, would you guys be opposed to a revival? Because everything's got to be a revival these days. Yeah, um, yeah. A revival of Home Improvement instead of Last Man Standing. Yes. I'd be against that. You'd be against that, John? Last Man Standing is, like, effectively home improvement. But it doesn't have Al Borland. It, it has Al Borland, like, sub-ins. <laughs> See, I've never it really, watched it. It really so. is, like... Fun fact, I was over at my parents' house. They had 76 episodes on their DVR. And I was like, how is this even possible? Wow. But it, it, if you watched it, you'd be like, oh, this is, like pretty much like this is like home improvement but like also hey i'm gonna throw in some like republican shit in here (laughs) yeah yeah like the problem i have with like family sitcoms is they're all the same and they're all the same jokes yeah you know what i just thought of though which like how long until this happens how long until they do an everybody loves raymond sequel where it's like it's just one you just like add a generation so i basically uh like raymond and his wife are the parents now right 
Yeah, because yeah. obviously his both of his parents are dead, and then uh, Brad Garrett shows up as the uh, the bro- yeah he's the kooky uncle, yeah. you know. But uh, then, like the you know adult the the kids in the show, which I guess timeline timeline wise would probably have to be another like year couple years until right. they do this, but like. I feel like that's easy money, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially seeing that, like, Ray Romano isn't really doing much um, outside of Ice Age sequels. <laughs> um, it sucks because he, he was just in that did... show Vinyl on HBO, and he was, like, super good in it, but the yeah. show, like, sucked. Uh, he was on... He was gonna in, Get um, Shorty. The he, TV show. Oh, was he in that? Yeah. Oh, he was in um that... Uh, that oh god um the, oh, the sick the movie proto this is us or whatever the fuck it is uh oh yeah he was in that wasn't it he's been in a lot of failed things huh sean what's the name of that show oh parenthood yes parenthood that's it yeah um but i, was... I know it i know it is that because that's the show that like my mom likes that my dad doesn't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh i mean like i'm surprised our mom never got into this is us Amy did briefly. Since they're from Pittsburgh. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's the whole thing. They're All like I've fans. heard about this show, and Amy watches. I don't know if she still watches it or she just watched like the first season and a half. But like every episode makes her cry. <laughs> every freaking episode, and it's just like, oh my god! Like I, I could never do that. I couldn't sit down and be like, well. I feel like crying today, so let's watch this show without like actually sitting down and being like, we're just going to binge watch the whole season with a box of tissues and some raw cookie dough, <laughs> and we're just going to plow through it. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. No, like, I'm not either. I've heard like, amazing things. I've not seen things. it, and I've, I've heard I, good I've things. I've heard really good things, but like to sit down weekly and just have a good cry, like, I... I couldn't do it. If I wanted to do that, I'd watch it, Jurassic Park every like, week. Most of that it, gives me a good cry. <laughs> but like most of it is like happy cries, right? No, it's sad cries. Like I thought it was like, you know. Family, it's like a roller coaster. Family cries. Yeah, but, but it's, there's like, a lot it's of so depress- touching. It's yeah, but there's a lot of depressing things. And then one of the main characters died in season two. In fairness, you knew the dad was going to die. I think so, but... Because it's like two timelines, the past and the present. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, because it's like, it's them when they were kids, and the fam- mostly, I think it mostly focuses on the mom and dad in that scenario. Oh, okay. And then it's them now as adults. Oh, okay, I didn't know because that. Because I think, like, literally this last week, they had an episode where it was the dad in like Vietnam. Yeah, I saw a commercial. And for I that. was like, "What the fuck? How how does that work? That guy's like in his forties. How would he be in Vietnam and be forty now?" <laughs> okay, I guess that makes sense. I need a good cry show though. I haven't had a good one since uh since I lost like the leftovers and uh, Halt and Catch Fire in like the same summer. It's fucking bummer, dude. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So. uh yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, once again, I just can't sit down and be like, I'm going to cry now. Once a week for this show. I can sit down and be like, I want to laugh now and sit down and laugh at a show. I can't cry. Yeah, you, they did know the dad was going to die because, like, season two, they were advertising, like, now we know how he died. Oh, it wasn't like a toaster fire or something like that. 
Yeah, I think it was like a crock pot. Oh, like, crock pot. That's it. People sent like uh, people like destroyed their crock pots. Yeah, there. and like crock pot got a bunch of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, poor crock pot. They're like, listen, it's not faulty. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, anything else about television or news that you guys got? Because I got nothing. Yeah, I, I, got... I guess we're gonna go on to the main event. Um, so. Today and yesterday, so I should say, this past week, and uh, a movie, little movie came out uh, that it was like the little engine that couldn't beat Venom uh, because Venom kicked its ass in the box office. Still, couldn't beat Venom. Couldn't beat Star like, is Born. A lot of things, like Jesus. I think it came in third. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, it. Yeah, it. It did not perform well. So, talking obviously about First Man, yep, uh, which looking here had a sixty million dollar budget, and through the first weekend has made not even, or actually, I mean, through today, has not even made uh, twenty million. Yeah, that's just U.S., but that's still not great. Now, award season movies have legs, so you know, we'll yeah. see. But uh, I guess I'll do the big boy review here. So, First Man is a, uh, I guess you'd call it a biopic, although it doesn't, it's not like it starts from childhood, it's, you know, follows Neil Armstrong uh, from uh, NASA test pilot all the way through the, as they say in the movie, Gemini. Uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Gemini. Space, yeah, not Gemini, and I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> the Gemini space missions all the way through Apollo 11, where obviously, spoiler alert, uh, they walked on the fucking moon. They crashed Ooh. and died. <laughs> yeah, everyone died. <laughs> the end. It's just—it's funny a movie like this, you know, where it's so much about space flight, and you know, maybe because we're just coming off of like Gravity and The Martian, and you know, we've like gone on back and watched 2001 a couple times last year. Yeah, uh, that was this that, year. You know, programmed to be like, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the last, yeah. So, but we're kind of programmed to be like, you know, oh, God, what's going to happen? Are they going to make it? It's like, well, you, you kind of know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, these guys are these guys are getting into the uh, cockpit, and it's not, uh, it's, it's not, not Ryan Gosling. Like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I wonder what happens to Apollo 1. <laughs> yeah. Is it, oh, uh, my God! It's so, fire! Don't get me wrong. That scene is still like very like. Oh yeah. I mean, you know exactly what's gonna happen. It's still you know very and, powerful. And they like build up to it in that scene too. Do they all right. talk about like what they're gonna do when they get home? Like their future no. plans? No, and... no. I believe I believe the the dialogue is exactly what they said. Oh okay. Yeah, because that's all recorded, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah, I've, it's really creepy. I've seen this presented in like I have was it uh from the Earth to the Moon. Yeah, and it was like yeah. the exact same dialogue. So I'm yeah. like pretty sure it's yeah. this is exactly what they said. It's one of those weird things. It's like when people re are recorded like moments before. Yeah, death, it's really crazy. It's just like they died though. Like, like yeah. I always get freaked out. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys do it on the internet, but like they do like selfies before they turn bad, and it's like people on top of buildings like, oh selfie. And it's like. Moments later, they slipped and fell to their death. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. that's horrifying. So, because I, I distinctly remember the uh, Gus Grissom line where he's uh, saying, 
how can we get to the moon when we can't talk between three buildings? Gus Grissom. Yeah. Underrated name. That was a great name. Hey, a where name. does the right stuff? <laughs> where does the right stuff end off? Uh, it ends with the end of Mercury. Okay, so it's just Mercury. Isn't it? Like, yeah. Who who uh, who crashes his uh, supersonic plane? Isn't that how it ends? Like uh, that's Jaeger. From, yeah, isn't Who's it? Who's in this movie? Like Chuck. Yeah, I didn't Sagan. realize that. First, where, like Sam, second. where is he in the movie? He's at the very beginning. Okay. Like he's the guy who's like saying Neil is a washout. Yeah. Huh. Well. All right, so uh, this was directed by Damien Chazelle, who's uh, fresh off of La La Land, uh, won mm-hmm. the best director for that, and uh, did Whiplash before that. Obviously stars Ryan Gosling as uh, Neil Armstrong, Claire Foy as his wife, whose name I should know, uh, <laughs> but don't. Oh, it was also uh, written by um, the guy yeah. who wrote Spotlight and The Post. Yeah. yeah, and it does have a very, like, you can tell it's the same guy who wrote it. Like, I feel like it's it's a similar kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, at least how the story is kind of laid out. Very kind of, not like overly personal, I'd say. Yeah, uh, this, this movie really focuses more on Neil Armstrong and his relationship with his wife. Yeah. Um, you know, overall... I thought it was really good. I wouldn't say it was great. Not necessarily like in a bad way, but just I had really high expectations and I don't think it met it. So uh, like it just fell short of your expectations. Yeah, this, I think I think there's nothing to like really grab onto. Okay. If that makes sense. Like there's no yeah. bigger takeaway, I guess. Like it's incredibly well done. Um, I think there's a component of this and this is maybe the first time I've ever watched a movie, and within like the first four minutes, I'm like, "Oh, this is winning best sound <laughs> at the Oscars." Well, yeah, I don't think there's any war. Like movie, you just so. knew it. All right, so it's, yeah. For okay, so that confirms it because I saw an IMAX, and I'm sitting there like, "Is this just the IMAX, or is does this have good sound?" I mean, the IMAX is going to bring it up to 11, but it was already a 10. Yeah, like they this had like great like moments when like they they would cut outside and le- all the audio would cut because mm-hmm. it's in space now or yeah how are the engine the rocket engines sick sick yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a component of this movie where you really like i i think the best way to describe this movie is you just get such a better understanding more so than, like, Apollo 13, I feel like. Not that that movie's bad, but, like, you just... Like, they're flying to the fucking moon in, like, a tin can that's rattling, going to fall apart, yeah. and is, like, using just the most rudimentary, like, instruments to tell you where you're going. Yeah, yeah. This this movie really focuses on the rattling. Like, mm-hmm. every time he's in the ship, you're hearing the ship, like, crunch and rattle yeah. and stuff. Really building the tension. Yeah. And it's and it's incredible, too. You talk about tension, Sam. I mean, obviously, it's a true story. It's the most widely known event probably since World War II. Yeah. Um, you know, there wasn't any like, oh, I wonder if they're going to make it. But I say that, and, you know, as they're about to land on the moon, you're like, oh, my God. Like, you just, 
because you've been introduced to failure yeah. on you know the Gemini the Gemini flight that he's on, and then he crashes the like fake lunar lander. Mm-hmm. That you're like, oh my god, there's so many little things that could fuck up. Like, I hope nothing happens, even though you know, I mean, you know what what happens. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much exactly what actually did happen. Like the master alarm kept going off and stuff, and he had to fit, uh, change where they were gonna land, so he almost ran out of fuel. So like, all that shit actually happened. Yeah, and like that that whole scene where the the Gemini mission that he uh, you guys keep saying Gemini. So they say it they the said it over and over again. <laughs> they kept saying Gemini. Like I don't know if that's how they actually called it or not, but like they kept they, calling. I mean, yeah, the level of like historical detail in this movie, I I don't at all doubt that they actually just called it Gemini, even though Gemini is what you hear because it was yeah. Gemini because there was two guys and as opposed to Mercury where it was just one. Right? Yeah, but uh. That, that whole scene where uh, after they, they dock with the... Uh, I forget what the name oh, of the, the unmanned yeah. thing. But then they start spinning and just... That's just a great scene. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. It was... And I mean... They they introduce beforehand the test on the ground. The, the first thing he does when he comes to NASA with that uh, spinning thing where yeah. he, he passes out on that. So you're sitting there the whole time going, oh, shit, he could pass out. Mm. You know what was just striking to me, too? And, like, I didn't really have an appreciation for this going in. It's just, like, how fucking smart these guys were, too. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, you know, he set up a thing early on. You know, he loses a daughter at a young age. I believe it's cancer. Yeah, Uh, they, they mentioned a tumor and stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, he comes home, you know, they come home from the doctor's office, like, they, you know, get, like, a CT scan or some form of that, and, um, you know, he has these, like, medical books, and he's, like, comparing notes from, you know, the visit to, like, what he saw in the books, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, who, who does, I mean, I understand it's, like, your child, it's, like, you know, maybe the most yeah. important part of your life, but still, like, I, you know, I, <laughs> I know a lot of smart people, I don't think I know anybody who would who would do something like that. But, you know, on, on top of that, just, you know, even when they're at the guy's wake, uh, you know, the guy who dies on the plane crash mm-hmm. and like, you know, they're all talking about what it could be. And like, you know, Buzz Aldrin's like, Oh yeah. He like fucked up the trajectory or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like just, just how much, you know, they like just throw around all this shit. It was just incredible. Like you they're, they're not, you know, I don't know. I guess my feeling or at least what I thought it was more like is, you know, these guys, they tell them what buttons to push, and they push it. But, but it's really, you know, these guys know just as much, if not more, than the guys back at Mission Control. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that uh, how smart they were for basically glorified uh, crash test dummies. Yeah, yeah I think Buzz Aldrin, uh, his doctorate was on, uh, was it uh, space? I forget the term. The thing that uh, Neil Armstrong does in this movie in the Gemini mission. To aircraft, uh, to spacecraft oh, meeting in space. Meeting in space, yeah. That's what his doctorate was on. So, like, it just, but like, it, it's like that. It's like, oh, they're super smart, but they're climbing into tin cans that are ready to explode. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, and you realize, you know, with the with Apollo One too, 
just how small and insignificant of a fault there was that, yeah. you know, killed them all and, you know, set back, you know, it was just a huge cost in lives and time and, you know, everything else. Um, so for them, for, you know, everything to go right, to actually make it to the moon, it's almost, you know, it's like in Gravity when she gets back to Earth. It's like so many things had to go right just to get to that point. Yeah. But there's this release and... Um, you know, when you get to the moon, it's just, it's incredible. It's like, um, it's, I mean, it, it feels, I know it's a dumb thing to say, but it just, it feels like you're there. Yeah. I don't know about you, John, but the very beginning of the movie, when his daughter dies. Yeah. And uh, Neil goes into the room by himself and starts crying. That really got me. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't have as big of an effect. I know the the first thing that really like took me back is like I don't know. It's maybe like a minute into the movie where you know he's on this. Uh, I mean, it's essentially like a rocket plane. It's like an X one or sort of something like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's a you know, he, it's a test aircraft. I'd... Yeah, I mean, he gets dropped from a bomber and essentially goes into you know low Earth orbit or something like that, and you just see on his you know. I see the reflection of the curvature of the Earth, and you're just mm. like, "Wow!" Wait, so the Earth isn't flat? I know. Well, that's one thing. Another that got scientifically uh, wrong, right there. Oh man. Well, so uh, th- another <laughs> thing I noticed about this is the beer cans. <laughs> yeah, just what, where you how they that? opened the beer cans. How do they open? The oh, beer with cans? a can opener. Yeah, with the can opener. Oh, no, no tab. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's just a, such a small detail, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. and I I was thinking in the car afterwards, and I'm just like, why hasn't a beer company? Because since nostalgia and beer are so popular, oh, why yeah. hasn't like, a beer company? Oh my god, introduced a can like that. Yeah, hipsters. Would love oh my that. god, they would buy that shit at like an IPA that you open that way. Or like Paps. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just thinking like some like IPA company just being like, it's the new bottle opener can, just like your grandfather used to drink. How many bearded, skinny jeaned, uh, plaid wearing hipsters would go out and buy that? No offense to our audience. If there's anybody like that, you're cool and we love love you. you. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to lie. I would probably like buy a six pack. Yeah, I I, (laughs) I probably would too. Let's be honest. That's actually an incredible marketing thing. I don't know why they've done that, Sam. That's an incredible point. Well, if there's any beer companies listening, uh, we claimed it first. I got an idea for you. (laughs) We we just we need some royalties from your sales. That's (laughs) all. Sam's going to be your spokesperson. Uh, You'll be the official drink of this podcast. Uh, And and the tagline is going to be "Drink this shit, you hipsters." I was uh, I was blown away that. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little blown away that uh, astronauts are drinking Bush. No, oh, yeah, they were drinking Budweiser too. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they had a good time. <laughs> um, last thing I, I want to mention—I mean, it doesn't have to be the last thing—but I did want to mention the uh, soundtrack is like we we're talking about it a little bit before the podcast, but it's one of those soundtracks that like you don't. It's always kind of there, 
but like when you need to notice it and like really build the tension or the power of like the moment like it comes through like especially like the landing sequence on the moon mm-hmm. i just i thought that was just awesome I just the thing about the soundtrack was before I watched the movie, I was reading the IMDb page, and uh, it said on it, uh, I never knew this about Neil Armstrong. Guy was really into theremins, and if you listen yeah. to the soundtrack, it has a theremin on it. Hmm, that's kind of cool. that's the glass thing, right? The glass thing. What's oh a, no! What's a theremin? The theremin's nope. the thing where it's it's like a it's based on like radio waves and you stick oh. your head in and it goes. Oh, okay. Like old school sci-fi music. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a theremin. You, you put the like rod in or your hand. You can put your, yeah, put your hands hand. in it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That well, that's pretty cool. Uh, just a, a little update from what we said earlier. So uh, thus far domestically, first man has made 19 million and foreign only 10. So this movie has only made twenty nine on a sixty million dollar budget. Yeah, and it's not it's not going to get a lot. No, um, which is a shame because I mean, just based on how you guys have talked about it, it sounds good. Here's my big question that all true red blooded Americans have been wondering: um, Is the American flag not in this film? It's all over this film, but. But they took it out at the end, Sam. You don't see him planted. So, (laughs) yeah. So, like, literally, you don't see it planted, but you see it planted on the moon. Yeah. You don't see the act of putting it in. Right. You also don't. I mean, didn't they play golf, or was that maybe twelve or something Uh, like that? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was one of the later ones. All right. I mean, they did plenty of shit on the moon that you just don't see. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you know, them coming back isn't even really a part of the movie. Like, you know. Like right. the trip, the trip pretty much from the moon back to Earth, um, and it's good. It's I'm glad it's you know like the the emotional sort of peak of the movie is like right during the landing and right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean there was some controversy with this. I don't really see what it was rooted in. Uh, yeah, like most controversies these days. Ryan Gosling said a couple things that were kind of weird, but you know. I'm not, you know, I think the movie speaks for itself. Yeah. And, you know, truthfully, too, I liked how it wasn't obsessed with this, but it did give a little bit of, uh, you know, not everybody was super big on the moon landing, on the, you know, on the space program as a whole. And they spend, spend a couple minutes on that, but nothing really else besides that. And I think that, you know, yeah, the, it, gives, it gives it a nice context. Th- this definitely has an undertone of... Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And that kind of gets resolved in the end when they're s- sitting in quarantine and you see JFK's speech and says, you know, we do the other things not because they're easy, but because they are hard. And kind of like, that's why they did this. Yeah, it's an important coda to the whole thing. Yeah. So one major criticism I've heard about this movie. Other than the flag. Other than the flag. Was that it? It's very slow paced, and I didn't feel that about this. Yeah, I mean, it's a two-hour, twenty-minute movie. Like it's certainly which, long, but I didn't feel it was slow paced. No, and I I couldn't tell you what off the top of my head you could cut out. Um, you could obviously 
take out the stuff about his daughter, but I think it would lose some meaning. Yeah, and that and the I think, final scene on the moon, yeah, lose, yeah, you had no idea what that is. Yeah, I think it's a worthy investment, so to speak. Yeah, and that, um, I, I learned that that actually happened. He brought his daughter's bracelet with him on the moon, left it on the moon. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was slowly paced. It's not fast paced. I, you know, it's, it's not like we're cramming a bunch of stuff. I mean, I think it takes its time, but like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought the pace was fine. And, you know, I, I think it was important to, you know, like I said, there wasn't any question of what was going to happen. I mean, we knew they were going to get on the moon, but I think if you take the time and invest in like, you know, like I said, the failed Gemini mission and, you know, when he crashes the practice rover, it it adds the failure element to it. So it's in the back of your mind, mm. you know, so you so you know, you know, what can go wrong. And I don't know. I think it, I think it all you know really helps to build at the end. You know, I think it has a strong ending. So, mm. well, Sam, what? uh I, it sounds like you 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 really liked it. I did. Um, yeah. What uh, now? You uh, one other thing. So you know you saw it in IMAX. Anything in particular that kind of stood out for you about that experience? Not really. Would you recommend mm. people to seek it out in IMAX or? I don't know if it added anything. I I wasn't really feeling the IMAX too much. Okay. Certainly the the sound was better. And like other than that, yeah. I don't know if it added anything to the movie. All right. Well, what uh, what's 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 your score? So, you know, I'm kind of on the same boat with you, John. Is like, it's right on the cusp of being a great movie, but I think it's just under. So I'll give it an eight nine. Wow. Yeah, I think I I think that's about where I'm at. I'm gonna I was I was gonna say eight eight. So I'll say that. Um, All right. Yeah, it's just... And I don't even know if it's fair to say it could be much better than that, but I just felt like, eh, I don't know. There was just just a little something missing. But an absolute, you know, and I'd recommend you see it like 10 times out of 10 for sure. Um, Although some dude, there was like four people in my theater and some dude like walked out like an hour and a half through, which I just found bizarre. But uh, maybe he was sneaking in the second movie. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I absolutely recommend it. And if you're going to watch it, definitely see it in a theater, whether it's IMAX or wherever. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I feel like this is definitely a movie to see in theaters, not in uh, home video. So, Sean, you going to see it? If it gets Oscar buzz, yeah. This, I think this is gonna. I have a strong was, feeling it, it will. Definitely a great performance by uh, Claire Foy. Okay, I might. We'll see. Oh, this will. I mean, it's this is probably in my mind like one of the first like Oscar season movies. Yeah, yeah. To come out like there, I don't doubt that there'll be other nominated movies that have come out previously. Star is born. Big, could be yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess it started with Star is Born. Which, I mean, that was only last weekend. So, I mean, it's yeah. back-to-back weekends of yeah. possible first Oscar. One, first one I've seen, and I would say it's it's for sure like going to be like a Best Picture nom. Uh-huh. Um, but, 
you know, there's also like a thousand little stupid things that go into it between now and then. Right. But man, I'll tell you, dude, uh, this movie was two hour, 20 minutes. And like, I don't think it felt long, but you know, that actually is a time commitment though, especially on a weeknight. Yeah. And dude, star, star is born two hours, 15, wow. like, uh, bad times at the El Royale, which I also wanted to see this week. Another two twenty. It's the exact same length of the uh, first man. Jeez. And I'm like, dude, I can't, man. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. Because, I mean, if it's an hour and a half long, at least, you know, you could go at, like, 10 o'clock and, like, get back before midnight. Like, two and a half hours, you're blowing through, like, the next day. So, like, you're going to be, you can't, you can't go to work, you know? Mm. Yeah, so we might. Might have some other ones. Uh, still mean to see Star is Born. I want to see Bad Times at the El Royale, but uh, yeah, I might see Bad Times too. Schedules, schedules, kind of tight. So uh, yeah, especially this month, this is a tough month. Starting yeah. next month, uh, my schedule uh, definitely loosens up. Well, do we do we have time for one more segment? We do. We have time for one more surprise segment. All right. So uh, like like we have this final segment here. Uh, Took a little bit to set up, but... Uh, mystery segment. Yeah, our mystery segment, straight from the grave. <laughs> yeah, it was a mystery to me, because I wasn't reading the text, so... Yeah. So, uh, Chris has joined us via Skype. Whoa. Whoops. Hello, he, That's an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, Chris, uh, you're here for Chris's complaint corner, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I need, uh, I need I need to correct Sean <laughs> so on, you need to... on something that he said last week. All right, so if you if you forgot to listen last week, uh, I saw Venom, and I believe I got I I feel like I gave it a very just review and everything uh, with my score and everything and how I talk. Uh, Chris, Sean, what was your score? My final score for Venom was a four point five. <laughs> I feel. I said <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chris, uh, do you want to explain how I was so wrong? I guess. So, so, uh, so you you mentioned it, and I I was off the other day, so I got a chance to watch it with all of three other people in the theater, as as you did actually, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and. Uh, let's just, let's just put it this way. You went in and the reason why you rated it so high, <laughs> it's so, it's so high. The reason why is that you went in with such low expectations that it actually did better than that. Okay. I, I, I see that. I see that. But you, if you, here's the thing, you need to go in with zero expectation for this movie in order to think it's an actual movie. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this, except uh, my view and, I guess, love of Venom, for lack of a better term, is now tarnished permanently. <laughs> You've seen Spider-Man so, 3, right? Uh, no, that was better than this. Right. Not not the whole movie as a whole, but <laughs> just the Venom portion. But, I mean, I don't even know where to start with this. Do you when like you the Spider-Verse into, less now? Let's put it this way. I walked in. There were three people in the theater. A guy came in, and he sat down in the middle, 
and he sat down and he watched the first 10 minutes. He got out and left. <laughs> he left. He walked right out. An hour later, he came back in and finished the movie. Maybe he had really he bad still diarrhea. Didn't miss anything. I mean... He didn't miss anything at all. So I'm watching this movie. I come in. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Sean gave it a four. Okay, that's usually higher than how I rate things. I had such low expectations. Low expectations. And then I sit there and I start watching and I am bored as fuck. I am so bored, so uninterested. There's no connective tissue. There's no venom. There's <laughs> Yeah, like venom doesn't show up for an hour. No dialogue. They have to set I up mean, the characters. Does, does Tom Hardy even speak? In this, it's funny because because he sure as hell sounded the same for, as he does everywhere. For like a hard hitting reporter, he sure does mumble his speech and refuse to look at people in the eyes all the time. Absolutely, <laughs> they're making out to be this this awesome Eddie Brock report, or I'm sorry, Eddie Brock report. <laughs> and then they make him out to be this like huge, awesome investigative reporter. He has a TV show in San Francisco. But the dude doesn't know how to a- a- ask a simple question yeah. to a billionaire. Well, the best thing is, like I said last week, so he's like, he accuses this billionaire of murder without any evidence. It's like doing that with Elon Musk. Like, just like. No, he did it. He read the. Uh, no, but he, he had nothing to back his, up his claims. He All that he I had know. was that. But, like, f- from for, like. From a journalistic point of view, you like, you know, oh, I read, you know, doing some digging, this can't, like, he had no evidence. He just straight up said, what about all the murders? No, but like, he's a huge, in, awesome investigative reporter. Oh, yeah, he, he's the best. Please tell me the line was, what about all the murders? Like, in just, just some general sense? Sound, it's, no, like, it, it was, sounded like this. What about murder? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. I swear to God, I don't know why studios give. I don't know why studios give Tom Hardy money. I have no idea why. He is the most ineligible person I've ever. Oh man! So it's just and it it brings everything. The whole thing just is dismantled from start. Do you not feel so after watching this movie? uh, Do you not feel that everybody in this movie took this movie seriously except for Tom Hardy? He he portray he's supposed to be an investigative reporter, but he portrays a drunk, or dyslexic, yeah. or he has or, he's on the spectrum, or as he, I or put it, all of those. He portrays Rob Schneider. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> if this was made in the late nineties, this would be like Rob Schneider is Venom, rated PG thirteen. Like that's how I viewed this movie. Here's the thing. He portrayed Tom Hardy being Tom Hardy in a Tom Hardy movie. That's really what he did. Yeah. And the best... Okay, okay. So this is all... The the plot is awful. You could drive a freaking freight train through the plot holes. (laughs) I mean, at the end... So wait, Venom is like a loser and yeah. Eddie Brock is a huge investigative reporter, but he's a loser. And that's why he, he likes just, each other. So that's why he's going to stick around and save the human race because they're both yeah. losers. Like what the 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but why are you going to stay there? And also, why is there a launch pad in San Francisco Bay? <laughs> why is there a shuttle launch in San Francisco Bay? You put them next to highly populated uh, areas because they're cool. Come on. No, 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 no. Firstly, firstly, if you've ever been to San Francisco, the whole area that they have their like, I guess, company built on is all preservation land. <laughs> That's all preservation land in San Francisco. I think it's called the not Muir Woods, but it's like right before those. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, open up a map. Nobody. Okay, Tom Hardy's on like sitting on the bridge talking to the doctor. Nobody walks on the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> at night to go home. <laughs> Nobody does that. Okay, okay. Wait, I'm sorry. We're skipping ahead. Insert Jason Bourne car chase scene. Okay, yeah. Awful, I, I definitely... Awful, awful, awful. We have to talk about this motorcycle chase. Uh, because... Oh, I'm sorry. Extended car... Yeah. So... Motorcycle slash unnecessary chase. That scene was about 20 minutes too long, was it not? Uh, it was about 40 minutes too long. Well, I, I say 20 because I'm pretty sure it was only a 10-minute <clears throat> scene. Um, but it felt like 20. Uh, but no, the whole it time... Felt like four days. The whole time he's on the bike, he's like, whoa, whoa, I'm riding a motorcycle, oh, look at all these things. And they're like, there's those drones that self-destruct for some reason that are following, <laughs> just following with a drone. You can keep an eye on, oh, look, there goes the street. Like, I, I know can where we he talk is. Ab- can we talk about the unnecessary slow motion shots throughout <laughs> the entire movie? Oh, my God. It's, oh, it's- God. Okay, so when he attacks, when he first like is trying to surrender with the guys, you know that's where it should have cut. At the end of that whole fight thing, that should have cut right there, and yeah. then move on to the next. Yeah, skip the whole car chase. Not, you don't need it. So apparently, he jumps out the window. Kind of funny. Uh, that my boss was telling me about that. Like he watched that scene, and he had to rewatch him jumping out the scene because he like limply like jumps out the the screen like almost like a cartoon character would. Like his arms don't work, he's just like yeah, out the window. Oh, I have to rewatch the scene. But on that, I'm just <laughs> I was too busy trying to find the plot. I didn't actually see yeah. what was going on on the screen. Or the, that just that whole fight in the apartment where he's like, "It's not me, I swear!" Oh my god! Oh! It's, okay, okay, okay. On, on that, okay. So there's I want to say there's like three good parts in this movie. Three, just three. Okay, maybe two, probably two. I'm kidding. It's just one. Uh, it's it's his like bipolar disorder or multi personality disorder with Venom and Tom Hardy. It was comical. Yes, it was interesting. That's the only good part. I believe that I praised this movie last week for that as well. Like that, I really yes, enjoyed that part. No, you're right, and I think you're right with that. And they hit it. It was a comedy. Yeah, it very much felt like a half horror movie, but. It was comical with that. And it yeah. made it fun. Like when he's in the lobster tank. That was funny. Yes. And, but, <laughs> I mean, he's like biting people's heads off and stuff. I kind of <laughs> think there's a little bit more blood involved with that. Yeah, you, you never actually see the head get bitten off. You see him bite something and then the body falls. You can't tell if it has a head or not, but they keep reminding yeah. you he bit the head off. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty curious. Um, why this wasn't rated R, but I'm not gonna hold my hold it, you know. Yeah, hold anything against that because you know PG-13, whatever the movie sucks. They didn't expect much. Unfortunately, I didn't see any. Unfortunately, they could actually say number one movie in America <laughs> on the trailers for oh, the yeah. next 
two like weeks standing. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so plot holes. Plot holes, plot holes, plot holes. All right. Script was awful. Plot yep. holes was awful. Yep. The Elon Musk guy, absolutely miserable. He was such a generic it. villain, too. Yep. Really weird. Insert generic villain here. Sort of like insert... Um, I don't want to bash Iron Man, but the um, Iron, oh, Iron Monger. Monger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, insert generic baddie well, here was, with was some one, tech or version that's was not it the, one of those villains where they're just evil there's no explanation they're just yeah. evil yeah well so his so the the billionaire guy's reasoning for being evil is that he's trying to further the human race and basically i i guess become immortal so he's trying to find a new home basically for the human race mm-hmm. and he believes that the symbiotes are the next step in evolutionary whatever because they help you survive in different terrains. So he, No, in space. Well, yeah, in space, but like I think by in space he meant like on another planet. I think that's oh. what I think that's what he meant by in space. Um but you you just like first time you meet him, you're like, oh, he's one of those guys where he's like, I'm a philanthropist, and then the door closes, you're like Bring out the orphan children so I can devour their souls. Like it's, yeah, he went from zero to hero real quick. Yeah. So like that that's the, his kind of character. And you're like, oh, where have I seen? Oh, in every crappy movie I've ever seen. Like that's this hero. But like the bad guy, Riot, was it Riot, is the symbiote bad guy. Doesn't show up till the last five minutes of the movie. The whole time he skips from like host to host to host, but never actually oh, yeah. shows up until then and there is one cool scene chris i don't know if you feel like it's cool but it's when venom and riot are fighting and they're like kind of like emerging and but they're coming apart and you see that the two humans are fighting and the symbiotes are fighting around them at the same time it is a slow motion shot but i thought it was actually kind of cool for this movie no, you're 100% right. And I want to say that's the second part, but not many people will appreciate it. Yeah. Only because I th- I think that is one of the best splash page adaptations yes. we've seen in a movie. Yes, I um, agree. For those who don't know, splash page is, is a comic book reference where it's a full... Um, like a full page. Uh, not front and back, but yeah. full page, two page art. Yeah. Or drawing, and it's filled with color usually, and it's called a splash page because it's so big. That's literally what that scene was, and, and yeah. unfortunately, you can just go on IMDb and see it right there. Right, so you don't actually need to go see the movie, so it's right on IMDb. And it's funny too because oh, it it, because it's slow motion too. It's literally a splash page because it's like them frozen in time as they're fighting. So it's like yeah. literally that's what it is. I have to I have to admit though the CGI was not awful. No, it wasn't. It w- but it was clearly not good enough to save a, a failing script. Yes. <laughs> or a, a lack of any uh, semblance of a film. Uh, I mean, God damn it, Sony. You just ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, and, and not to mention, not to mention, it is by far the weirdest thing not seeing Spider-Man right? in a Venom movie. Right? Like, I... I... Part of me is like, okay, I understand why they didn't do Spider-Man. But at the same time, it's like Spider-Man is kind of a major po- like plot point in Venom. It's one of those things where, you know, you. Ha- I understand why you did it. But, like, 
You didn't you know, have to. It's like I kind of want. I kind of want to be a fly on the wall with because you know how they kind of collaborated with the whole <clears throat> excuse me Civil War and Spider Man Homecoming movie. It's Disney and Sony kind yeah. of doing a two part thing. I kind of want to be a fly on the wall for that meeting, and then Sony presents the Venom project, and you know. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Feige yeah. is just looking at it and goes, "We don't want to touch that with the ten foot pole. <laughs> we we don't want Spider Man at all. No, that's it. It's done. We don't want to touch that. Yeah, you guys can do it on your own. We don't. We just no. Everything looks awful about that. <laughs> and and it, you know what? Good good play. If that was the case, good call because yeah. th- this movie is fucking garbage. It is. I it mean, is. this this movie is utter trash. This is not a movie. This is so freaking bad, and it is not so bad. It is good. No, it like is. You said though. with the room. No, it really isn't. This movie is simply <laughs> just bad. <laughs> All this right. movie is so freaking bad. It's unreal. It's so- the second half of Jurassic World two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so. Did, did I talk about this? Yeah. I saw this too. Yeah, yeah. You you talked about. It. You gave it a. Uh, I believe. Uh, where is it on here? Uh, you gave it a four point six, which was your second lowest of the year thus far. And almost oh. what Sean gave uh, Venom. So yeah, I, I gave it a four five. Uh, Venom and, four and five. it's and it sucks because like I I, I like the idea of Venom, and mm. you know what the. Uh, I'm not going to say the movie portrayed him in a bad light. It's just it wasn't brought to good light at all. Yeah, it was. It's just stupid. It's just, this movie, you know, after uh, the Dunkirk thing, and then this, I'm pretty much giving up on Tom Hardy. He (laughs) needs to go away. I don't say this a lot about most people, but everybody knows my thoughts on Jerry Jones. If you, those of you who don't know, he needs to, like, shut up, kind of go into old age, and disappear. And you're a Cowboys now, fan. You're a Cowboys fan. Not make any decisions regarding the Dallas Cowboys ever again. And I'm a Cowboys fan. This is Tom Hardy. He needs to fade away into nothing and just go be with his family or something. Which he's he should not be acting anymore. He has threatened before this movie, like, months before this movie came out. He was like, you know what? I might retire from acting. No, he should. He uh, yeah. should. I, I can't even understand what he's saying. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's never heard another human being speak. <laughs> no, and the thing is, it, you can't you can't blame it on something like a lisp or anything, because he doesn't have one. Yeah. He's just non... You can't understand him. <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. I'm trying to think of a good Tom Hardy movie. Uh, Mad Max, but he, not because nope, of him. Nope, he didn't say anything. He I know, I was going to say not it, because of him. You have no, but even when he says something, you have no idea what he yeah, said. Yeah, he's like, Tom Hardy said more words in Black Hawk Down than he did in Mad Max. <laughs> I swear to God, he did. Okay. I swear I swear to God, he did. I'm, I'm being, I'm kind of joking, but I'm not really. I feel like we need to do like a scatter graph or scatter plot, whatever, like the whole grid thing. Like, one of the access is, like, how well do you understand Tom Hardy? And the other one is how good of a movie it is. <laughs> well, all right. So what's his most, le- it, like, um, I don't want to say legible, but what's his most understandable movie? 
the honestly Inception. Inception. That's what I was thinking. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think Inception was the the like the most clear, and for lack of a better term, it was a solid movie. What is his worst? Because I'm go- I I know it, you- I don't think it's I don't think it's him being Bane. I really I think, don't. I think I honestly, it is. No, I because I don't think you've seen this movie. Which movie? The real answer, The Revenant. Oh, oh okay. God, damn it! Oh yeah. God, he's awful. That movie's so bad. Good, I don't understand good, why that movie. <laughs> oh my God, this movie is so freaking bad. Oh, um, I wouldn't say that, but... <laughs> dude. The movie is god awful. It's the most boring, yeah. uninteresting thing it's whatsoever. Very, it's I mean, very long. The Revenant gives this a run for money. <laughs> I'm sorry, this meaning Venom. I'm referring yes, to Venom. yes, yes. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't really tell you how bad the Revenant really was. And just because Leo DiCaprio can like grow a beard doesn't mean he should have won anything. Okay, <laughs> let me let me ask you because. What if you had to only watch, or rather, if I made you watch only one of these movies again, which one would you pick? How long is Venom? Uh, it's. it's I want to say it's about an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's. All, it's. I think it's just about two hours. All right, doesn't go way over two. Hours. No, 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 no. So is it? Wait, hold on. So are you saying? Watch Venom again. I have, or you have to watch one of the one or the other. Which Revenant or Venom? Uh, Venom is uh, one hour fifty two minutes. I'd I'd have to watch Venom again. Yeah, I would. Venom is probably a way easier watch. Yes, it is a very simple watch. It doesn't involve a lot of thinking. Uh, I in fact I don't think there's any thinking involved in this movie. No, even from a production point of view, uh, <laughs> everything was dark. Okay. Um, so I could, so, cause, cause of my responsibility now, I could have easily taken a nap for the first 45 minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah. The, I, although I hate, like, hate, love the fact that it's like a giant montage of like how shitty Brock's life has become. Like everything. No, no, they really his, set that up. Yeah. Did you get it? Did you get the setup hey, of how far Hey, it just like keeps poking you. It's like, Hey. You, you notice how shitty his life is now? Hey, hey. But, Chris, <laughs> I have to get your opinion on this. So, when he's in his new apartment for the first time, and there's that, like, guy across the hall playing the guitar, and he goes yeah. out into the hallway and kind of, like, clenches his fist, and he's like, Arr! and then he turns around and closes his door. Like, that was the dumbest point of this whole movie. By far, are you, are for you, me. Are you kidding me? By far, <laughs> I mean, the the fact that he did that, like it, it was almost like a like th- we slipped into a like a over the top comedic movie for a second, like the way he portrayed his anger in that moment. No, 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 no. no. You want to know the dumbest part of this movie? Hey, hey, you'll remember this and okay. you'll love it, okay. John. You need to pay attention. Okay. So the 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 billion dollar building is yeah. set up on the cliffs <laughs> across the bay. <laughs> Oh, I never, I haven't heard billion dollar building before when talking about this movie. <laughs> okay, well, it, you forgot, you forgot. It's a five story penthouse suite with a space launch pad behind it. Yeah, it's the life. And don't foundation. forget the in ground pool. The life foundation. 
the Life Foundation. I forgot the name of it, but thank you. Because I remember sitting there and they're they're calling it Life, and I was like, "Wait, that was that Ryan Reynolds, Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling movie from like, or not Ryan Gosling? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Thank you. Whoa. It was like that movie from we'll, last year. Yeah, we'll get into a bigger discussion of how that movie should have been a prequel to this. Oh yeah, it should have. So, but anyways. Okay, oh so, shit! Yeah, right. It, it was rumored to be, but they they shot it down. The Life Foundation is the place where all the science happens, all the experiments, and this is pretty much where everything happens in this movie. So it's a, I think it's multi-story on the cliffs of San Francisco Bay, right next to the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's all glass. Like, you can see through it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's a, a huge company. Huge company. And then the doctor sneaks in Tom Hardy. Yeah. And they're just walking across like the big open areas, the atriums. There's one security guard. No cameras. <laughs> and the, no security no cameras. cameras. No security cameras. No nothing. This is the stupidest part of the movie. Because he walks all the way from the parking garage, up the elevator, across the hall, around the atrium, and into the lab. Yeah. And he and he nobody sees it at all. Yeah. Nobody sees it. That's the stupidest part of this movie. Or the fact that, like, after he breaks Venom out, like, everybody's like, who was in the lab? And they're like, I don't know. If only we had, like, security cameras and key cards to get around this place. <laughs> like, that, I, I have no idea. The security here sucks. Like, they had no idea who it was. Like, how okay, do you not know another, who it was? Another cinema plot hole here. <laughs> so... So this is just something that I've noticed and it could be wrong. I'd have to watch it again, which I never will. But it, so you know how he got fired from the, uh, uh, what the hell is that? The news organization. Yeah. And then the guy's office is in like the top floor. Yeah. Like on the peak and, and of Ven- like that. Venom weird- goes, yeah. Venom goes all the way up and then he's like, you want up? And then he jumps in. Yeah. And then he like writes a note or something like that. Right. And then, and then, he says, well, he needs to get down, and then Venom goes, just jump. But then the next scene, it's like a cut scene to oh, the yeah. elevator. <laughs> so so I could have swore, uh, it's like a 30-story building, I could have swore that I saw him push the eighth floor button. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they said, all right, jump, let's jump all the way to the top, and I'm pretty sure I saw the eighth floor being pushed. Or, oh, like, the eighth God. floor, that's where he was. <laughs> so, I need to watch it again, but, you know, I think I think I should be hired by Sony to point out these mistakes. <laughs> you know, I'll take millions of dollars just to point out stupid things like this. Uh, oh, yeah, man. this movie was simply bad. It was never It was never so bad as good. It's never good. So, so don't, Chris, don't go I, to see this. I really have so to get your opinion on this. Um, what was your thought of the post credit scene? Oh, God, that's absolutely awful. He should not be doing this movie. Okay. He should be going to do Zombieland 2. He first, should not be touching this movie. First of all, do you remember how they advertised that Woody Harrelson was going to be in this movie like two years ago? I think it was in the opening credits. Yeah. Um, imagine if Iron Man advertised that Samuel L. Jackson was going to be in the movie. But you, Since, they, wait, but they wouldn't mention who he was going to portray. Like I thought he was, though. No. 
Oh. Well, he is, but imagine them, like, the billing for it, like, them being, like, Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges and Gwyneth Paltrow and Samuel L. Jackson all in Iron Man. And it's like, wait, yeah. who's yeah. Samuel L. Jackson playing? And they're like, don't worry about it. He's a secret character. And you're like, uh... Could he be Nick Fury? They're like, no, I can't be that. Just you're going to have to watch the movie. Then you sit through the whole movie and you don't see Samuel Jackson at all. And you're like, he's Nick Fury, isn't he? He's going to come at the end here. And then at the end, he shows up. That's how I felt with this movie. I was like, where's Woody Harrelson? Like, this is going to be awesome. Roll credits. Eminem singing about aluminum. Um... That's right. He wrote the sound. Yeah, it was like aluminum, aluminum, aluminum. Yeah, it, it's a bad song. Um, and then the post-credit scene happens, and they're like, "Oh, we scored you the, the, uh, I was the, the the interview of a lifetime and stuff like that." And I was like, "Okay, I bet <laughs> Wait, this is on. Woody Harrelson." <laughs> what? So, so, side note. Side note. So speaking of of music and everything, so what happens when you? are in a band and you don't put out anything good ever but then it's been so long that your fans are asking where have you been where have you been and then you put out a new song what do you do uh change my name from nickelback (laughs) you redo toto's africa oh god yeah oh yeah you're going after uh oh god Weezer. weezer yeah and Jesus, you don't hear anything from Weezer, and then they put out that. Oh, God, and it's everywhere, Is that, is that in the movie? No, no, no. no. That was just a side, a side note. Oh, okay. Side complaint. We're in Chris's complaint corner. Sam, We're going full Sam, circle here. What did you think of the post credit scene in First Man? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it set up the sequel nicely. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, but yeah. Is it about so- space? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like Uh-oh. to talk to you about the Skylab initiative. <laughs> Uh, but like, he, he, you just see a screenshot of like um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick! Because obviously it would be Tom Hanks. Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he was in Thirteen, right? Yeah. I was I was thinking Neil Armstrong just goes out into his backyard and then like points at Mars and it's like you're next. <laughs> and it shows like Matt Damon, Matt Damon getting Damon. on the yeah <laughs> getting on the spaceship like. Oh man, I didn't know this was a prequel to the Martian. <laughs> it's like the NASA cinematic that... universe. <laughs> the first man cinematic universe. Oh boy. Right. Well, Chris, uh kinda going along on this podcast. What uh what what's uh, your what, what's your grade on uh on Venom? Oh if you don't what's... unless you got other things to shoot off. Oh I I was just getting to the uh, the post credit really quick I, I with did Woody see, Harrelson. I did oh post credit? Yeah, no, I, I no. It should be over. This um, whole thing is just uh What about Woody Harrelson's Annie wig? No, they're miserable. He's <laughs> bald for Zombie Land too. There's no way he grew out his hair. Well he he is bald in general, yeah. but the fact well, that no, he no, no, had no. like he, the worst red curly wig on i have ever seen in a movie oh no i wholeheartedly agree like and then i wasn't sold on him being a serial killer oh i am i was just i'm just like joker oh no he's our new joker no see he's i gonna be better than joaquin phoenix no he's not you <laughs> take that gonna back be better than joaquin dude every single person in the free world is gonna be better than him playing the joker really? that oh uh, yeah. jared, jared leto all right anyways 
Oh, good point. We went a whole episode without talking about DC. You All had right, to I, ruin it. I did see... Okay, so I did see Ant-Man and Wasp the other day. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, last one final thing. Like, solid Ant-Man movie. Okay, get it. Yeah. It, um, I, for some reason, I saw an article on Yahoo months ago that said the post-credits or the big credit scene of Ant-Man explained... How the hell do you need that explained? Because because they do that for every movie. Bait. Yeah, clickbait. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It, same same time. Sure reason, if you like simply follow the other movies. Oh yeah, you know you what's know. happening. Well, it's <laughs> it's know. the same thing where it's like it's like find out which stars were born a man, and it's like Julia Stiles is the picture on it. I'm like pretty sure Julia Stiles was never a man, but yeah. click. I would love to know the person who saw Ant-Man who didn't see the Avengers. <laughs> I just like Paul Rudd. Mute was good, right? I see him in everything. <laughs> oh, what's what's his name? Um, what's his uh, the Spanish? Michael Pena. Michael Pena yeah. was fucking great. In yeah, that movie. the uh, the he, truth he serum nailed part it again. He nailed it again. Just the the whole truth serum part where they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Where is he?" And he tells the whole story of how he met. <laughs> and he's like, "So I'm in prison, yo." And he's like, "Yo, you're my best friend ever." Yeah, does, does he just explains the plot to the first movie, right? A bit, yeah. Yeah. But like, it starts with like them meeting in prison, and he's he's got like an afro going on, and he's like, "Yo, we best friends now." And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and it's like his long tirade, and he's like, "For the last time, where is um Scott? Oh God, what's his name? Scott. Scott Lang. Oh, he's in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah that was great. He's like, he's just like a jukebox man. When you put the diamond, you just gotta let it run." <laughs> Oh man. yeah, so Ant Man and Yo, Wasp. that reminds me of my grandma. He went to grandma. She had a jukebox to play Morrissey. Only Morrissey. <laughs> but like that, that right there. Like you take an obscure character like Ant Man, and they made it good, and gave it really good comedic elements. Whereas Venom took a unknown character from the comics, and just didn't know what to do with it, and made it a serious movie. But then they were like, oh, but. It's a comic book movie, so it has to be kind of funny. So then, rather than telling all the you know supporting actors and actresses to like make it a little funny, they were like, "Hey Tom, just pretend you're like Rob Schneider or like Jim Carrey from the '90s. It it it'll go perfectly together. Like the the dark and the funny, like it'll be good. And it just wasn't. It was horrid. Here's the solution. We'll end on this. Here's the solution, in my opinion, to the Venom movie. What they should have done. Yeah. Waited two to three years and not cast Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, I swear to God. No, Wait yeah. two to three years after Infinity War is all done. Once like, Disney far doesn't from really home. get involved with Spider-Man anymore. Well, no, they got Far From Home coming out. So, like, Disney... No, 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 I, I know. But once you have that, kind of, Infinity War is done. You're Far From Home. That's done. Now you can do Venom. You can incorporate Spider-Man into Venom because yeah. Disney probably won't be as entangled with Spider-Man as much anymore. They, they really dropped the ball, too, with Venom because Spider-Man's on an alien planet right now. Or he was till he, di- he died. Yeah. 
Um, well, so I yeah, mean, like, we'll see how all this. How plays easy out. is it to incorporate an alien species symbiote when he's on another planet already? Like, it kind of goes. It's like, oh, what's this stuff? Oh, I'm just gonna throw in my pocket real quick. Like, it's just a throwaway thing. Like, oh, I think you picked up venom. Like, that's so cool. Like, but rather yeah, than I like, need to see. We we would need. I kind of curious. Am I am curious to what what was the time period of when Disney kind of took over Spider Man rights when um, the Venom movie was so in production. This Venom movie was in production right after um, Amazing Spider Man two because they announced that whole like Spider Verse with like the Sinister Six and stuff, and they announced okay. then they were doing a solo Venom movie. All right, so it was pretty much been out there forever. Yes, because I, I think if if Kevin Feige had his hands on this at that time, yeah, and when they were planning out this whole stage one, two, phase one, two, three, four, whatever, I think it would have been a better incorporation well, into the, the universe, into the overall Marvel yeah. universe. Well, the thing with the Amazing Spider-Man now. and Kevin Feige, he Kevin Feige actually had his hands on both those Spider-Man movies because he didn't want to see Spider-Man fail. Like, he wanted yeah, you know Spider-Man to do was? good. Think... Sony threw out all of his ideas. That was the problem. Like, he kept, well, like, giving them ideas of what to do and what not to do, and they just, they didn't listen to him. And obviously, every single movie since Spider-Man 2 has just flopped for Sony. But, Chris, well, we need a rating that's... for your two movies now. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the, What was my lowest rating? Uh, on uh, let's see, your three seven for Annihilation, I believe, is your. Oh lowest. God! Then this movie three was eight a one for nine. Deep Blue Sea. Really? This so movie was two. a one nine. What was a two? Uh, no, D- you said Deep Blue Sea. Two. Oh, two. Sorry, I, you have to listen to the theme song. Yeah. So you said this is a one point what? Nine. Wow. Um, this movie was utter trash. What I was, enjoyed Annihilation more than this. What was Ant Man and Wasp? Ant-Man Wasp, well, I wish I had an Ant-Man rating. It's the same as Ant-Man. I'd say 7-7. Seven, 7-7? Seven. Seven, seven. Um, that is perfect with Sam. Sam gave it a 7-7 seven, seven as well. I gave it a You gave eight, it, four. you probably gave it a little bit higher. I, I gave it an 8-4. Yeah, I can see why you would like this a little Solid bit. Solid villain, because it's not like yin and yang kind of thing, where it's like the villain is exactly the same as the hero. Yeah, but I really feel like nice. it, uh, it, it's still falls into the like no out villain anymore yeah you know it's hard to find that outstanding marvel villain yeah all right well uh that happened uh that was a long tirade on venom but i i think it was well needed um yeah no yeah i'm gonna counter sean's recommendation here by the way nobody needs to go see this movie well people are going to see this movie because on a hundred million dollar budget this has made back 385 worldwide. So guess what's getting a sequel? What did the U.S. give it? Uh, so far, one, uh, almost 150. Okay. So U.S. This, it's made its money back. U.S. I know this movie is freaking garbage. I agree, but it's it's an entertaining garbage. I know, and we're gonna get another one. So this sucks. Yep. Well, on that That's bombshell. So uh, listen to our podcasts on Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes. 
uh, answer the uh, trivia question on uh, facebook.com slash Knights of Nerditude. Um, and then give Sam some recommendations for the thing uh, Chris will find out later when he listens to this episode. Um, <laughs> and I hope everybody has a great week. Born on a Monday. <laughs>